Hi, I'm Austin. I'm Alex. And you listen to One Last Breath, an autopsy of awful albums. Where we discuss controversial, bizarre, divisive, and downright abysmal albums. At the end of last week's episode, where we were talking about Soldier Boy, we discussed that this week would actually be something a little similar. Yeah, a little bit similar. Uh, and here it is. And that's, of course, the <laughs> one, the only, Swan Songs by Hollywood Undead. Fuck yeah. Um... <laughs> No, it's an it's it's an exaggeration. Hollywood Undead isn't really crunk, but like they're they've got the same idea. Mm -hmm. uh, they're they're like crunk core, new metal-y, uh, cringe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, very mid two thousands. Uh, they're they're definitely in a genre that is not known for critical success. Um, and like Soldier Boy, they're another MySpace act. Yeah. Um. Which, this is, what, the third MySpace act we've covered now? Yeah, the third. Fucking insane. MySpace was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in some ways. <laughs> but, like, among scene kids and frat bros, they found their audience. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's a weird fucking audience. Yeah. It makes for very clash, I guess, of some stuff. Yeah, like, it's kind of like moods. how, it's kind of like how sorority girls love the front bottoms. And you're like, why the fuck do you love the front bottoms, Brittany? Yeah, the front bottoms fucking slap, though, but yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's like, very why do you like music? the front bottoms? That's weird. Yeah. I don't... But yeah, the, the group had a pretty devoted and sizable following. However, the critics and uh, most people who enjoy music <laughs> didn't like it. The, uh, the band couldn't be taken seriously. They're all over the place with either, like, vapid club bangers with, like, weird over-the-top metaphors... Or, like, the darkest, edgiest shit you've ever heard. It really is. It's like, fucking one song will talk about, like, cutting your wrist and killing yourself. And then the next one's, like, talking about fucking chicks and getting blackout drunk. It's yeah, like, it's right. like... Like, very... And, like, back-to-back... Back, I think on this album, like, back... Like, we'll talk about it. Like, back-to-back, back, there's, like, a, an album about, like, partying and having fun. And then, like, the next song is, like, I'm an alcoholic and I need help. <laughs> it's like, uh, It's like, holy fuck, okay. Which one are you, buddy? Uh, both, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Shit. Uh, it also didn't help that each member had, like, their cringy fucking stage names as what well. Johnny Three Tears... Oh, you have... They're listed later. But they also have their own hockey masks. Like, the, their fucking off-brand Slipknot. Yeah. Um, better than Slipknot, in okay. my opinion. I knew you were going to say I'm that. I'm not a Slipknot <laughs> fan. Uh, this is something that you all will d learn to know about me. I don't fucking like Slipknot. I love Slipknot. Corey Taylor did much better in his other band. Um, I, mean, I like Stone Sour. Stone Sour is so much better. I love Slipknot. I mean, I don't listen to them as much as I used to, but they were definitely a gateway band into, like, heavy, heavy shit for me. Like, as soon as I heard uh, fucking Eyeless on... It was on, like... Do you remember... 93.1? Yeah. The X? Yeah, the X. Yeah, it was like Knoxville's hard rock metal station. I guess like later at night they would play like quote-unquote more extreme shit. Yeah, they had a, um, a metal hour that was like a, um, it was like a syndicated like nationwide broadcast. Okay, okay. Uh, with some fucking lady. Okay, yeah, because um, they would normally play like some sort of heavy shit, but it's mostly like post grunge. It's more like Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, Shine Down, Breaking Park. I like Shine Down, Breaking Benjamin, and Lincoln Park. Yeah. yeah, nothing wrong with that shit, but that was like the normal shit. But yeah, I remember having like a little radio and I played it late at night and I was like probably playing like Black Ops 2 or some shit. And I mean, I had heard like. Before uh, I forget from Dark Hero 3. Yeah, and like. Uh, I pushed my finger. Duality. Yeah. 
But I remember hearing fucking Eyeless and that song is heavy as shit, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And then like soon after that, I started getting into like Suicide Silence. And, and then shit. we and then we started listening to Grindcore. Yeah, like, so it was. It's all gone downhill from there. <laughs> all I'm saying is Slipknot kind of ruined our your life. Okay, uh, it got you into Grindcore, and like that's not a great place to be. Slippery slope. At least I haven't gone to not reslope. <laughs> at least I haven't got to porno grind. So not yet. Oh, not yet. Uh, I'll come Can't later. wait to cover porno grind for the podcast. That's, that's a midlife crisis move. <laughs> um, so the band was founded in the beginnings of June of two thousand five as the Kids. <laughs> We're uh, the Kids of America. Whoa. With members J Dog, Funny Man, Johnny Three Tears, Charlie Scene, Deuce, The Curls, and Shady Jeff. <laughs> I know you thought I was going to say the producer. He wasn't there yet. Shady Jeff. Shady Jeff. <laughs> My name's Jeff. <laughs> that's like, that's, that joke was never fucking funny. Yeah, it is funny. Though. I forgot about that shit. <laughs> that joke was never fucking funny. My name is Jeff. Um, all members contributed vocals, and everyone except for Funny Man played at least one instrument. Yeah. I didn't know Charlie Seaton could play an instrument. Yeah, like, fuck, I think he played guitar. I, I started to list them all, but I was like, <laughs> this is too convoluted, because literally, like, almost every member besides... Charlie Sheen only playing, I think, guitar, and then Funny Man only does vocals. Yeah. Like, all of them played at least, like, three different instruments. I was like, what the fuck? Fucking weird. It's like, all right. They later changed their name to Hollywood Dead, and Shady Dead. Shady Jeff, unfortunately, left the band in 07. He was too shady. He probably really regrets doing that. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Um, Like, holy fuck. He was too fucking shady. The band only spent one year working on their debut album. Yeah. Uh, and then two more years trying to find a <laughs> a, uh, a label that wouldn't censor them. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy. Um, it, you can tell that the album was written in a year. Yeah, um, I that. You, can, you cannot tell that it only took two years to find a label that wouldn't censor them. <laughs> uh, it, it feels like it should have taken a lot longer. <laughs> so Interscope signed them in 2005, but they left the label because they were being censored. Uh, so, in 2007, they tried out MySpace Records, who, weirdly enough, also tried to censor the album and tried to remove a song. Yeah. Which, uh, which is weird. Fucking, yeah. Like, their shit's already on your platform, so... Like, okay. Yeah, like, you've... Every MySpace band was good, except for the, the Panic at the Disco. <laughs> they had the one good album, I guess. But uh, Known Brendan Urie hater. Me. <laughs> When did this come about? I thought you liked Panic at the Disco. I like their first album. I mean, me too. Everything else felt Britain Yuri. Yeah, kind of a douchebag. And this is not the Britain Yuri show. <laughs> uh, the band finally found a label that fit their needs. Um, A&M Octane Records. Uh, they ended up ultimately releasing Swan, Con Swan Songs in September of 2008. The album peaked at number 22 on the Billboard, which is much higher than I expected. Yeah, it's, I mean, I guess the MySpace clout, but... Um, and certified platinum. Yeah. Which, good for Charlie Scene, Johnny Three Tears, The Curls, Deuce, and The Producer! <laughs> and the rest. And, yeah, whoever fucking else is in that band. Funny Man. Shady Jeff. Hey, man, you forgot about Funny Man. Shady Jeff. Uh, J-Dog. Or whatever. Um, surprisingly, there aren't very many professional critic reviews to be found. Only one still being up. Which, like, I hate that part about the internet. Yeah. I, it was weird, because there was... I mean, you would think with an album getting all the way to number 22 and being platinum, there would be a good amount of critic reviews, but 
Nobody, like, nobody wanted to fucking listen to this. Yeah, I mean, American Tragedy, the album after this, this ha- it had reviews out the ass for it, but this one, I think there was only, like, only the one that I could find the actual article to, and then maybe five more on the Wikipedia page that just the links were dead, and I just I'm sure you could archive or th- archive.org them somehow, but yeah, I who knows if it's even worth it. Yeah, I've tried to go on the Wayback Machine for some stuff for the podcast, but... It just half the time I just can't like it still won't work like I'll get to what looks like the homepage of what it looked like in whatever year it is and then it just doesn't it still won't let me read it I'm like okay I don't know Fucking weird. maybe I'm just doing it wrong I don't know but either well, way the review comes from Dave Donnelly of all music what a name Dave Donnelly Dave of Donnelly. all music where he says in a two out of five star review of the album presented here in all its unedited glory there's nothing particularly shocking about any of the lyrics on Swan Song in fact, there's very little that's interesting at all. Part of the problem lies in the fact that the group doesn't seem to know what it wants to be. Much of the album is given over to ironic frat boy rap, party rap. Marque singles, Everywhere I Go and Number 5, play fast and loose with misogynist and homophobic slurs. But it's a cheap way to win a laugh. The jokes become stale long before Hollywood Undead are finished with them. Insufferable though the lyrics are, there are some genuinely good ideas here. Everywhere I Go and Another Place in particular are as danceable as any single in recent memory. And the production value is strong throughout the album. However, their attempts to get serious are about as convincing as their pimp credentials. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That is really funny. <laughs> um, fortunately, there's a healthy amount of user reviews and rate your music to look at. Um, user Kekulina, in a 2 to 5 star review, states, they barely, This barely feels like an album to me. Musically, they have a lot going on here, which isn't necessarily a good thing. <laughs> or a good thing at all. The first few tracks had me intrigued with how inconsistently erratic they were, but it, take, it didn't take long for me to get bored with how much of a drag the later tracks are. They close out the review with, all in all, just a very insipid, al- insipid album that consists of songs that sound like demos they decided to throw in the pad for time or something. Seriously, the songs just sound so comically shallow at times, it's like they gave up halfway through producing them. To their credit, I believe they did something unique with this album. Had they composed this today, minus the derogatory language, I do think it would have been better received than it was in 2008. Which, yeah. Yeah. Uh, emo I'm rap is at a, a fucking high right now. Yeah. Um, back in the day, it was just, what, Hollywood and then MGK? And MGK wasn't even really emo rap. Yeah, no, he was just kind of straight up. He was just, like, in, like, his only fans really were in the scene kid crowd. Which is yeah, weird. Yeah, which is very weird, yeah. That, yeah, even before he had anything to do with, like, the pop punk shit he's doing now. Like, Sink is fucking, were, I fucking loved MGK's rap album. I never got, I, I never got into him. Fucking only, Wild Boy I featuring mean, Steve-O. Yeah, featuring Steve-O? You mean Waka Flocka? Is I that, think Steve-O's also in it. Well, it mentioned Steve-O. I think Steve-O might be in it. Doing what? He doesn't rap. I think, I think he has, like, a spoken he line. Might be in the music video. I don't fucking know. But, Either way, fuck. I mean, that song, that song's a bop, but but yeah, now that you mentioned that, it is very weird. Like a lot of our friend group when we were in high school, of all the emos, were fans of MGK. Fucking loved MGK. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really yeah. understand where that came from, with him not being emo before like 2018 or whatever. Yeah, the fuck. if you guys think it's bad enough, we will cover the MGK album. Oh god. Any of them, preferably the rap album, but like I guess I'll listen to his pop punk shit. <laughs> Gross. Uh, user Crankster gave the album a three out of five star review. Defi- three out of five star review defending the album. Okay, I I don't think I would defend an album. I gave a three. Yeah, that's that's what I thought was kind of weird. But I mean, also as we've said with five star reviews, 
it's god that's why we use 10 stars it's, yeah i, I don't like, like the five star it's system. too hard yeah it's too hard to have any leeway because it's like i don't know there's just not enough stars to work with i mean technically since we're doing like like point systems we're really doing like a 20 star like a hundred star review but just like condensing it down to like 8.3 instead of 83 or whatever mm. but yeah, I think five is too narrow. Um, I but either way, Crankster says I think people are t being too rough on this album. If you like your tunes sophisticated, no shit, you're not gonna like it. It's dumb party music for scene kids. I don't think the bar could possibly be lower than that, unless you're counting Juggalos. That's their words, not fucking mine. <laughs> I just want you all to know. However, if you compare this album to others in the crunkcore scene genre, you'll find this is a great feature like great features like lyrics you can actually understand. Melodies that don't sound improvised on the spot. They might even know what an instrument is. <laughs> no children were harmed in the making of this album. I added that last <laughs> I don't know. Listen to the likes of Broken Side or Dot Dot Curve and you'll hear what a half-star rating looks like. Tagging this with a .5 seems awfully negative. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In early 2010, Deuce left the band due to creative differences. Um, and that difference was Deuce wanted to make a really good album and Hollywood and Dead wanted to make American Tragedy <laughs> yeah I never listened to I don't know if that's his only album Deuce but I remember you uh, weren't you really into it yeah it was I don't think I've ever listened to it it was better than Hollywood and Dead's second album okay I'm not saying that Deuce is like the like Deuce is obviously not the recent Hollywood like Swan Songs is something that we all loved growing up Deuce helped but like I don't know Deuce's album fucking rules Listen to Deuce's album. I don't know what it's fucking called. I don't care what it's called. Just fucking search Deuce and listen to the first album. I think it came in like 2010, 2011. Uh, so the band recruited a longtime friend and lead singer of the band Lorena Drive, Daniel Murillo, who, who adopted the simple nickname, Danny. <laughs> Danny. Danny apparently had just made it past auditions for season 9 of American Idol, but dropped out to join the band. Yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy. It's like I mean, American Idol... Even if you win it, you get, what, one album? Probably. I think you get, like... And there have been... I think... I, I, I only know of one American Idol winner. Or maybe two. Like, David Guetta, Greta, Gibetta. Uh, yeah, I think so. Giuseppe. David <laughs> Giuseppe. Uh, he won American Idol, right? And then Kelly Clarkson. David, did he? Or was it, like, David Archuleta? Maybe it was David Archuleta. David Archuleta. He, he was on iCarly, right? I don't David Archuleta. know. I think so. I don't... I can't tell that's different Davids apart. That's the only two. But then Kelly Clarkson, like, obviously, queen. Yeah, was, didn't she win the first I ever? think it was the first season, yeah. Yeah, she's, like, the only one who's got but to other be than relevant. That, I don't fucking know the name of anybody who's been in fucking American Idol. I don't even know the name of the judges except for, like, Simon, Simon Cowell. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wait, wasn't, uh, what's it, uh, fucking... Randy Jackson, wasn't he one of the judges at one point? Oh, yeah. I do have that Randy Jackson guitar. Yeah, he's, he's, tight he's a bass player. <laughs> um, so Hollywood and Dead's second album, American Tragedy, which it was, <laughs> released on April of 2011. It debuted at number four in the Billboard and ended up being certified gold. Garnered way more critical fanfare than Swan Songs, with many critics praising the more serious tone and improved lyrics and songwriting from its prede pre predecessor. <laughs> Uh, their third album, Notes from the Underground, came out in January of 2013 and generally positive reviews. Also, the group's highest charting album to date, de debuting at number two, followed by the album Days of the Dead in 2015, charting at 18, five in 2017, charting at 22. That's a lot of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> and then New Empire Volume 1 and 2 in 2020, with Volume 1 charting at 125, 
and then most recently Hotel California with a K in 2022 <laughs> starting at charting at 149. I don't think an album is really charting if it's below 50. Yeah, but I mean, like I don't it's technically still on the 200. I don't fuck. I mean, I guess, but like I don't think we need to chart 200 fucking albums. Yeah, but this is the first time I think in the podcast that. Anything has like, been I Billboard. I mean, Soldier Boy. I think. Oh yeah, no, 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 no! I was going to say that. Like, oh, okay. Father of All was on Billboard. Oh, was it? I think. But I, I was going to say this is, this is the first thing, or first instance. I mean, not even something we're covering. Just like mentioning stuff in a band that has charted that low. Like, I feel like anything we mentioned has either charted really high or like isn't not charted at all. Um, yeah. So I was like one twenty, one forty nine. I was like, all right. I guess uh, I'll mention the this. second worst thing that happened to the band happened in twenty seventeen, which was the Curls left. <laughs> um. On the bright side, they still do have Charlie Scene and Funny Man, and the producer <laughs> and Danny. <laughs> Which did we ever mention when the producer joined the band? I didn't. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even know that was a thing until you just started saying it when we started recording. Oh, it didn't. The, the, did I um, say that in the album? Yeah, in uh, the one where they're naming everyone, it's like uh, five crazy MCs. Oh, yeah, hey, the man. one that starts out sounding like a western. And he's like, "Hey, man, you forgot the homie Funny Man." Yeah. Okay, I didn't even... Yeah, the producer. Okay. Which, I don't, I don't even know if he's a member of the band or if he's just the guy that makes the beats. I don't fucking... Probably, know. I don't know. Um, but So they're currently a five-piece. Which I guess leaves them with uh, Randy or whatever the fuck his name is. Danny. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> so it leaves them with uh, Randy, J-Dog, Funny Man, Johnny Three Tears, Charlie Scene. Yep. And, and I guess the producer is not part of the band. I guess. I guess not. Okay. But... All right, well, I mean, yeah, that's that's about it for background, so... Oh, this is a lot more background than Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, which I guess, if we, we're releasing them in order... We'll we be may or may not episode. have released that. Who fucking knows? You'll find out. Yeah, you'll find out. But I guess starting out, I'll say, I don't know, like, almost all of the members on this album, like, sound the same. Oh, yeah. No, um... For the longest time, I just thought that Charlie Scene was the best guy, like, the exactly. only guy who was talented yes. on the album. And then I looked at Genius, because I was like, okay, like, the other guys have to do something. Like, oh, no, Charlie Scene and Funny Man sound exactly the same. And they both have the exact same fucking rap style. Yeah. Yeah, like, literally, yeah. Like, there's two voices. It's Funny Man and Charlie Scene, and then J-Dog and Curls, or whatever. Yeah, so the entire time I've, I've known it, I always thought it was, like, Charlie... I mean, I knew there were other members, but I just didn't really think about it, I guess. Because I just thought it was, like, all Charlie Sheen rapping and then Deuce Charlie was the one... Charlie Sheen. Char yeah, Char Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen is not a rapper. <laughs> yeah, not Charlie Sheen. But I always thought it was him rapping and then Deuce singing. Like, I thought... Because Johnny Three Tears and J-Dog sound exactly like Charlie Sheen. Like... They all sound the same. And then I think maybe it's Funny Man that Fun has the deeper voice. Yeah, Funny Man has the deep voice. Okay, them. So yeah, I mean, I knew that that there was that obviously, like hearing the deep voice. Obviously, I knew that that was somebody different. I didn't know which one it was. Yeah, I don't. But yeah, but then looking at Genius, I was like looking to find who was doing what, and like knowing, seeing that and listening to it, you can kind you of tell them apart vaguely. Um, vaguely. But yeah, I think that's one of the things with this album. I was like, damn, like, why do they all, like, they sound the same and their cadence and flow are the same. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Like, you can tell, like, they, like, <laughs> they just said copy-paste on rap. Yeah. And then the curls, like, does he only do ad-libs, I guess? I have no idea. Because also on Genius, anytime his name was in, 
like for a bird because you know whenever it's like a rap group or something they'll have when it says like verse one or chorus whatever it'll have in parentheses like who all is on that part yeah. and then sometimes it'll like italicize a name and then yeah it'll have the it. different like font yeah their uh variations yeah but literally anytime the cruels was on there there was never a part that his was in a different font variation and it was always with like two or three other people so i'm like does he only do like i don't fucking know background? i don't like i'm like what does he even do listen as much as i loved this album in high school I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just I just very... like listening to it. Yeah, but um, but that was one of the main things for me. I was like, it was fucking seven people in the band, that... or was it just six? It was just six. No, no, no. It was wait, no, yeah, six. Well, seven if you include the producer. Yeah, but yeah, six people in the band, and only three, half of them are distinguishable. I mean, if even Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen isn't really distinguishable, but he just says the most shit. Yeah, and like he name drops himself a lot, so it's like hearing that and then hearing the rest, you just think that he's the one doing it all. I yeah. guess so. But yeah, either way, that that was my first thoughts. But um, this album did not hold up as much as I. Like, I, I still love this album, mm -hmm. but, like, sitting down and having to, like, actively listen to it, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't hit the same. Um, and Siri is currently talking to me talk shit. <laughs> or listening to me talk shit. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect, because literally the only songs of this that... I mean, I, I probably had listened to the whole album at some point, but the only songs that I had any recollection of were Undead, Everywhere I Go, Number 5, Black Dahlia, and Pippin. Those are like the only songs, and the only ones that I like actively have listened to since like freshman year of high school was probably Undead and Everywhere I Go, probably just because it's funny. Yeah, I fucking love Everywhere yeah. I Go. Yeah. I still listen to Everywhere I Go. Everywhere you go. Constantly. <laughs> I remember, um, one of the first things I learned on guitar was that bit from Everywhere I Go. Just the do 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 Yeah. It's fun as fuck to play. Yeah, so I wasn't really knowing what to expect. I was like, I feel like I'm not going to like this. And I really don't know if I disliked it or liked it any more than I expected to. Like, I, I don't really know. I think it is not an album that you should actively listen to. It is an album that you just listen to because it's fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, obviously, like, I have some nostalgia for the, like, cringy, deep, dark songs. Yeah. But, like, actively listening to them, trying to get notes, I was like, ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ooh. <laughs> That's a lot of edge. Yeah, it's like the edgy songs have too much edge, and then the party songs have too much, like, misogyny and homophobia yeah, like, and just but it was 2008 like yeah. that's what you fucking get yeah but yeah there was just like no media it was just too extreme either way for the, mo the um, most part weird thing I did notice on Spotify that fucking surprised me Undead is their highest played track I'm not surprised I am because everywhere I go exists yeah but I feel like, well, I think Undead was on, like, a few video games and shit. Maybe. It's just, like, every time I talk to somebody about Hollywood Undead, it's always, like, oh, everywhere I go. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And, like, also, um, I used to work at a pizza place kind of recently, and I remember, like, randomly, uh, one of the guys would be, like, would just be, like, hey, Austin, Hollywood Undead, 
and then I would just do the entirety of everywhere I go from memory. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Because I just fucking, like, that's, that is the Hollywood Undead song. Uh-huh. That is Hollywood Undead to me. Yeah, I would say that is their... It's their best song. I would say that, or Undead, or probably their defining songs. Or, like, maybe Bullet from American Tragedy. I do like Bullet. Yeah. Also, like, Coming In Hot from that album. But Okay, well, we're not talking anyway. about the, the worst album ever made. So why do you hate that? I mean, I... I haven't listened to it in full. Okay, either, like but, the, but I saw it got like the better, singles are good. It got like better critical reviews. I don't. I just don't like it. Uh, it might be that like Deuce's album was better, and like they were feuding, and uh, like you know, being like a little like scene kid, and there's a feud. You're like, oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna choose a side. Yeah, exactly. and I'm gonna be mean about it. Yeah. So you didn't fuck with Danny. <laughs> no, I don't fucking like Danny. Danny. I'm a Deuce boy, but it's like boy. um. It's a, we had a we had a friend in high school who was really into the NCR, um, the Used feud. Oh and, yeah. And like refused to li- you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. She like refused to listen to the Used. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I fucking I fucking love feuds. Yeah. And like brand new taking back Sunday. I fucking feud. love feuds. Yeah, but I want I think everyone should start a band. And then fuck your band member's wife so that you they start a second band and you guys can talk <laughs> shit about each other for 20 fucking years. Hell yeah. That's how music should be done. Yeah, did, did Brand New and Taking Back Sunday ever reconcile? Oh yeah, they reconciled. Yeah, because I knew And that. then they started fighting again. <laughs> and then I think they reconciled again, and then I think they started fighting again. I hope... But also I, Jesse I Lacey's a pedophile, so like... I don't, yeah, who really cares? Because I know the used and MCR reconciled. Yeah. Like, and I mean, like, Ronnie Radke played on stage with Escape the Fate again. Yeah, so anything can happen. <laughs> but Ronnie so, Radke's only killed the one person, like <laughs> let it go mind. guys. <laughs> uh yeah, one body, one mic stand in the crowd, just let it go. It's not a, <laughs> no children harmed. That's all that's all I'll say about Ronnie Radke this episode. No children harmed. <laughs> he's not a sex pest. Yeah, at least. He is a he's a pest. Yeah. But, um, alright, so yeah, I guess let's get into it. So It starts with Undead, yeah. which, solid opening track. Yeah. Um, kind of gives you a little bit of the MC personality. Yeah, a little bit. If you could tell them apart. If, yeah, if you can even, if you don't think Charlie's scene is doing all of But it. if you can tell them apart, like, it, it's a little easier to tell them apart here, because they are a little bit, like, different, different from each other in the song. Mm-hmm. Not the way they fucking sound. Yeah. But the way they've written for this song is like, here's who I am. Yeah. I'm Charlie Scene. I'm De Curls. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody actually says De Curls. I think I think De Curls is only mentioned in that one song. Well, I, I was gonna say I think De Curls is the one that just is non-existent, seemingly. <laughs> but yeah, I think Charlie, Johnny Three Tears, and J Dog all rap on it. I don't. Uh, Funny Man doesn't rap on this one. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't think he does. I didn't hear any, I didn't hear any deep voice. But either way, yeah, it's a it's a good opener uh, with a cool synth riff that's literally just crazy train on a synth. <laughs> yeah, like, like it literally is. That's what they they sampled it and put it on a synth. And I'd say the chorus is pretty iconic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still fuck with this song. Yeah, it's, I think it's a good it. song. It just unfortunately says a slur about four times. <laughs> that slur. I didn't even hear that. I am. <laughs> you did it? Nope. Yeah, no. They. I think. I think Charlie's scene says it like three times in his verse. Oh my god. Talk about like the people that badmouth his music and like, crit- I don't know. But yeah, they uh, say it a few times. In this listen, one. I might be a Ronnie Radke apologist. <laughs> Charlie's scene 
piece of shit. <laughs> Terrible person. <laughs> Never murdered anybody. But fuck him. But fuck him. Him and Deuce have beef. So <laughs> me and him got beef. <laughs> yeah, it's a fine song. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. Uh, Sell Your Soul is just a rock song. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really fit the album. I say it's kind of post-hardcore-ish. Yeah, kind of. But it's pretty mid. Uh, and then it has a verse by, I, th- I think, just Johnny Free Tears. Yeah, I think so. Uh, which is a mid fucking verse. Yeah, I think what I've what I realized is most of the party songs have all at least all of them, or at least or at least like half of them, them, or at least like two of them on there. And then the more serious songs that are like rock influenced are for the most part Johnny Three Tears and then Deuce singing. Yeah. Which is weird. I always Johnny Three Tears is like the emotional guy. Uh, yeah, I guess so, which I always just, well, I mean, I, I, like I said, I always just thought it was Charlie Scene, but yeah, I think like every single emotional song is almost always just him and Deuce. For yeah, reason. and I think one of them has, I think one of them has Funny Man in it, like one of the emotional songs. Does it? Yeah, but he's not being funny and it's like, what the f- My Brother in Christ, and that's half your name. <laughs> you can't just be man. Man. <laughs> but yeah, this one's pretty good. I like the part where it's like, where it's like, so get away, just get away, yeah. that part, and then the the part that screamed, and then the chorus is pretty decent, but the rest of it's just pretty... Yeah, the rock part's fine. Yeah. The rap is mid as fuck. Yeah. Sorry, J3T. Yeah, it's pretty pretty mid. But then we go to Everywhere I Go. This Wait, song goes hard. Yeah, for better or worse, it's one of the defining this fucking song goes hard. songs of the late 20, 2000s, early 2010s. Yeah, like, so. this is this is the scene kid anthem. Yeah. Every scene kid knows at least one of the verses. It really just proves that Charlie Scene's the best lyricist. Uh-huh. He definitely has the best, like, puns and innuendos yeah. and shit. Um, they all get, they all do become better lyricists in the next album. But, like, in this album, it's just, like, Charlie Scene fucks. Yeah. Uh, Funny Man is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some good shit. Um... But for the most part, the rest of them were like mids, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty baffling that we were listening to this shit when I was like fucking probably ten years old or something. Like we like hadn't drank yet, and we're just like buy beer or pay the rent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it also I don't know how I never really thought of this, but Charlie Scene sounds almost exactly like Eminem a lot of the time. Yeah. Which, I mean, I feel like other people probably have realized that already. I just never really thought about it, but just listening to it, since I don't really listen to this shit ever, like, I don't know, especially... And it may have been a conscious choice, even. Yeah, I can see that. Because, like, I mean, they're kind of, like, this obviously isn't, like, horror rap or whatever. Horrorcore. Horrorcore. Yeah. But, like, it's kind of horrorcore-inspired. Like, Scene Kid music is horrorcore-inspired. Yeah, but it kind of, like... His tone kind of sounds like Eminem on like encore, <laughs> when Eminem was starting to be pretty mid and like yeah. with ass like that and stuff. Like that's kind of the vibe I get from a lot of Charlie Scene's verses and like the way he raps and his tone and stuff. Like Eminem, like right right after his prime. <laughs> no other place, catchy fucking chorus. Yeah, this is the one. Uh, is no other place that I'd rather yeah. be in Los Angeles. Uh, the beat's pretty fucking solid. Yeah, I like the chorus and the beat. But it's it's essentially just like a gentrified version of California Love. Yeah, the verse, <laughs> and the verses aren't even that good. No, no. Um, I, and actually, I don't know 
what fucking made me feel the need to write this in my notes, uh, but, uh, and I quote, funny man is not as funny as you think. <laughs> he may be just man. <laughs> he might just be man. He may be just man. Yeah, uh, and then the, like, shake it baby breakdown part is pretty, shake it, baby. like, it's just, well, uh, I, I can't remember how it goes, but it's like towards the end of the song, they just kind of keep saying shake it, shake it, shake it, baby, something like that. Um... Is it the one that's like, uh, get the music, make your booty pop? Was that a different song? I don't know. Can't stop, won't stop, trying to make the booty pop, can't stop, won't no, stop. No, no, that's, a different song? that's a different song. I don't... But yeah, that, that part's pretty mid, too. Like, I'd say the only thing out of this song that I'm really a fan of is the is the chorus and the beat. Everything else is pretty mid on this one. Yeah. Um, number five. I like this one. I really like number five. Mm. Um... J3T brings the fucking heat. He <laughs> brings the verse. heat. Uh, the beat's a little weird, but it feels like it fits the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I don't know, J3T, like, this might be the best verse on the album. You think so? Yeah, like, J3T really fucking goes at it. Yeah, it's a really catchy song. Um, the I like the chorus, but the way... He has like a he has like a really emo accent on it. It kind of sounds funny. Is this one that's like Hollywood? We're never going down. Yeah, it's just like the way he says, he's like Hollywood. We're never going down. Like it, it sounds like Tom DeLonge. Made a parade sound an ass. Yeah, it sounds like Tom DeLonge with fucking auto tune. It's fucking wild, but it's a good song. Yeah, Hollywood. We're never going down. Oh um, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's it's one of one of the good ones on here for me. Young is another one where Johnny Three Tears brings heat. Yeah, I'd say out of all the um, serious songs on this album, this is probably the best. One of I the think. best. Um, it has like, I don't, I couldn't really like parse what it was talking about because I was too lazy to look up the fucking lyrics. Didn't look too deeply at. I didn't look at the lyrics. I didn't look too deeply at them. But it feels like it's like talking about like how society's just like, well, if you just fucking went outside and stopped buying avocado toast, you wouldn't have depression, you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah, well, that's that's what I wrote. It's I wrote it's uh kind of about how you're in a shitty position because, like, the world around you and, like, the generations before you... Yeah. Like, making shit bad for you and then... Which, this was... lazy for... Was it 2000... Like, this was right around the time of that really big housing crisis, right? Yeah, I think, like, the uh, whole economy crashed in 2008 or something like that. So they probably... It was probably, like, heading towards that for Mm -hmm. a while. So, like, this was, like the perfect time that, like, people were starting to be like, oh, the generations before us are fucking idiots. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is when everyone's like, oh, the boomers ruined... Like, Ronald Reagan is the devil. Yeah. Well, I guess the boondocks told us that years earlier. <laughs> but, like, uh... Be honest. Mm-hmm. How many other fucking white kids watched the boondocks until it got cool again later? All of them. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'd, I'd say, like, I like the lyrics. It's something that I feel like millennials and Gen Z and... Whatever the yeah, fuck, like whatever it, the fuck we are, I think this is one of the few two. songs that like holds up. I would say, yeah, yeah, it's a message that like I actually appreci- means something. Yeah, like I appreciate. Like I would like being, a J three T solo album. Like yeah, that. like being grown up now, I'm like, damn, these lyrics actually actually kind of hit and they're pretty re- pretty relevant. Um, as opposed to the song that was my favorite when I was a, a teenager, the next one, Black Dahlia. Yeah, exactly the same for me. I was like, we go from a song that I. Didn't I, really get it. I, I liked it as a kid, but I didn't get it. I mean, I don't think I even... I 
I might have heard it before. Didn't remember at all. You definitely, heard, you definitely heard every song because, like, I yeah. played, I played Hollywood Dead a lot. Yeah, I for sure heard it, but had no recollection of it. And I was like, oh, this is something that's like kind of a hidden gem. And then we go from that to like one of the ones I used to listen to all the time that I thought I related to whenever I would break up with like a middle school girlfriend. God, it's the edgiest <laughs> fucking thing. God, it is. All right, yeah. I love you. You made me hate me. It saved me. Yeah, like and it, these tears are deadly. You feel that? I ripped that yeah. every time I tried to something to steal that. You feel bad? You feel sad? I'm sorry. Hell no. Fu- okay, I I know every word of this fucking song. It's too. a problem. But yeah, this one's pretty hard for me to. But listen like, dude, to. just grow the fuck up. Yeah, you're like 20. Yeah, they were released in their like probably. Early to mid twenties, I think, when this was released. Yeah, like twenty so. something. Like you could have just cut this from the album. Yeah, this it's not. It's not good. Yeah, this one's hard for me to listen to now because one, it's overly over the top, edgy and cringy, and then it just makes it worse that I can remember. Yeah, I was listening like, to it. Yes. Yeah, like this shit fucking hits, and I'm like, goddamn. Like I, I, I thought I was fucking depressed and shit back then. What the oh fuck? god, yeah, I got worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to take medication now. It's so bad. Yeah, like oh my. My girlfriend of a week broke up with me. Oh my god, I relate to this song so hard. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's one that I definitely will was not ecstatic to revisit. <laughs> well, um, we're gonna talk more about my my own personal cringe. We're gonna go to the next song. This love, this hate. So, okay. I don't know if you fucking remember, but uh, when I was about sixteen, I started having all these like tattoo ideas, as you do when you're sixteen. Yeah. I was oh like, God, man, don't tell me you were gonna get like knuckle tats that said this love, this hate. I was gonna get knuckle tats that oh said God. this love, this hate. Yeah, oh that is God. an actual thing I wanted to do when I was sixteen. Well, I'm glad you thought of that when you were sixteen and not twenty something <laughs> like Hollywood. And- <laughs> no, honestly, I kind of want to do it just to fucking piss people, just to fucking make people be like, I hate you. Just to do it, just so people don't want to be seen with me. <laughs> this love, this hate. It's tearing you away. <laughs> oh, God. That's like the fucking uh, people that name, like, each of their, like, biceps something different. It's like you're you're going to deal with the tank and the punisher. You're like, you're going to deal with this love and this hate. What if I just get it done in Japanese? Uh, yeah, I guess that wouldn't be as bad. You could just it's actually tell... worse because I'm just a white guy. I mean, yeah, but you could just tell people it means something else. <laughs> No, I would tell them exactly. What it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is my Hollow of Dead tattoo. Yeah, casual. Um, okay, this well, song's actually like really positive. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a pretty good song. Um, Hollywood and Dead. I don't know who said it, but one of them said trans rights in this bitch. In this song? one day will uh, one day may, maybe one day we'll be able to decide what it means to be a woman or a man. Okay, wait. I think I've heard that part, but I don't think. I heard that that's exactly what it, I heard something about something about like being a woman, and I didn't really catch. Maybe I think it, I, I didn't exactly understand what it, exactly what it was. Maybe trying to one say. day we'll be able to decide what it's like to be what it means to be a woman or a man, which is like okay ahead of the fucking okay. curve. I think even I heard, though you were saying faggot regularly a few yeah, songs earlier, yeah. but I mean, like you said, it was two thousand eight. Yeah, like, like Jared Launch said, I, progress is progress. Yeah, like I, I would say there's probably a ninety nine percent chance that they. Didn't and definitely don't like hate gay people. Oh, they definitely did not say that homophobic. Exactly. They said it because like a popular thing to say. In two thousand, when they wrote this 
the album in 2006. Yeah, like that. Or 2000. They started in like 2005. Yeah, that was essentially a word to equate to like haters and yeah. like lame people, like people that didn't fuck And with listen, you. if y'all dumbasses can like forgive the Fonz, we can forgive Charlie Scene for doing yeah. it like half it, like a decade earlier. Yeah, exactly. But. Or the Franz, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, Franzilla or whatever, but. Okay, but yeah, I heard that line and I don't think I heard exactly what it said, but. I, the way it was in my mind, I thought it was saying, like, being in a woman's shoes. Yeah. I, got, yeah. I, I don't know. But either way, yeah, I, like it's, this one is an inspirational song. But I, I don't really like it. It's kind of too... It's a it, little too happy. It kinda, like, it tries too hard to be, like, inspirational yeah. and motivational. And But when I was 16, that's what I fucking needed. Yeah. Like, this album is really good for 16-year-olds. Is yeah, it? It's like, <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's healthy for <laughs> I them. Like, what? I don't think it's healthy for a 16 year old to listen to Hollywood and Dead, but I am saying they will enjoy it. Yeah, they might. Every give, 16 year old. They might give this love, this hate tattooed on their nose. <laughs> I hope more people do. I hope. I hope to. Um, listen, uh, if you are a fan of the podcast, please send me a picture of you getting this love, this hate tattooed on your knuckles. <laughs> we'll um, uh, include a picture of it in our. Instagram story. <laughs> uh, I will also do that if you get one of the Hollywood and Dead masks tattooed on your ass. Um, I will actually make that my profile picture for a day for each of you. No, they have to get all seven, including Deuce and uh, Danny. You just have to get the producer. <laughs> the producer, if he even has a mask. Alright, um, so now we got Bottle and a Gun, uh, another song that has a catchy chorus and some... Pretty decent. Charlie Scene has a pretty good verse. Yeah, like, it also pretty has, decent. It also has some like references to the Whisper song. Oh really? I didn't catch that. Um, wait till you see my face, hey bitch. Oh, I should have actually yeah. whispered that. Uh, I, <laughs> what I said was, wait till you see my face, hey bitch. Okay. Which is an even, exact quote from the Whisper song. Um, I didn't even think about that. Being it right also right. says Hollywood, Hollywood and Dead ain't nothing to fuck with, which is a reference to Wu Tang. Yeah, I caught that. I caught that one. Like, this is, like, a throwback. And both of those, I think, are Cal... No, the Wooden Clans are Southern hip-hop, aren't they? No, no, no. They're from... Are uh, they from New California? No, they're from New York. No, they're from New York? What the yeah, fuck? they're East Coast, bro. They're from, uh, I just assumed they would be, like, referencing West Coast. Like, these are the people that were there before us. Yeah, you would think. But, but uh, yeah, Wu-Tang's from New York. But... I like Waddle the... Gun. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Did you catch the sidekick reference? Yes. Yeah. Which is funny, because... Well... At least how we're intending to release them, I guess. We're still going. Who fucking knows how we're releasing it? We kind of got a string going, because we had... I set my friends on fire, having a cover of Crank That, which connected to the next episode, which is Soulja Boy. Boy. And Soulja Boy has a song called Sidekick, where he wants you to hit him up on a sidekick. Yeah. Uh, Which connects to this. And they're also all three MySpace. This is the MySpace block. Yeah, we did do three MySpace in a row. I didn't even, for some reason, I was thinking, until I got to this part of my notes and remembered, I was thinking we did, I set my friends on fire, like, earlier than Soldier. But yeah, we did those two together. Yeah, we did, like... Okay. But I I don't think we're gonna, well, we already recorded it, but I don't think Chuck E. Cheese is gonna have any, uh... I'll find a way to connect it. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to find a way to connect every album to the next album. Yeah. Um, so our first two albums were what, uh... Lulu and, and Fashionably Late. Fashionably Late. And then Attila, A Thousand Signs. Okay, so Lulu connects to Fashionably Late because Lou Reed does spoken word, and spoken word was kind of the predecessor of rap, 
which really influenced Roddy Radkin to do Fast Food Lane. Oh god, this okay. is gonna be your new fucking, uh, new 1,000 page essay. <laughs> yes, uh, so, <laughs> you'll see on the Facebook. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so in case you haven't, haven't caught the drift, our next episode is gonna be about a fucking Chuck E. Cheese album. But or the one before this, I don't fucking know which order, which yeah. episode, which way we're, we record the, the way we do this is we record two episodes in one day and then just kind of release them as we see fit. Yeah, I mean, we've released kind them of. in the order so far. Usually, but... Yeah. I don't... I don't know. We'll figure yeah. it out. But either way, California. It's just a song about them running California, uh, which they definitely don't. They are <laughs> seven white guys. Yeah. Uh, most cities would call that a hate organization. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Yeah, especially since they're wearing, they're hiding their identity. Yeah, they are. It's seven white guys in masks. That is not a gang. That is a, a fucking hate organization. <laughs> but yeah, I don't have much to say about this one. It's just kind of a basic party anthem. Uh, like the beat's nasty. Okay. The beat's fucking nasty. And the I, chorus is catchy. I can't remember how the beat goes. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember either right now, but I know that it was nasty. The chorus is nasty. But yeah, at this point, the... Like, semi-clever, raunchy lyrics are kind of just... Oh, they're getting old. Yeah, they're just kind of running dry. Uh, and, and also, at this point of the album, they might as well just be the fucking Chili Peppers with the amount of times they reference California. It's like every fucking other song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, after after uh, Charlie Scene said, I punk the put I, be, I beat my meat like I'm a fucking butcher and I punk the pussy like I'm Ashton Kutcher, mm. they should have just the ended the album. Yeah, that was the peak. Yeah, like... California is it's a song. It's alright. And then we got The Diary, which... I think City Shirt, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Am I wrong? Okay, cool. Yeah. I was like, am I wrong? Did I fucking copy that down wrong again? Oh, no, I, I didn't. I skipped over that on accident because I literally just said, man, I got nothing. It's boring. Oh, I, That's all my notes I got for it. I... It's, it's a pretty boring song. But yeah. it also is, like, anti-war and anti-government. Like, what yeah, I got from the lyrics is that, like... It's like talking about like it, it. It says the like, it has references of like the government putting amphetamines in the air. Okay, yeah. Um, which like, we all know is just a clever is just a thinly veiled reference to uh, uh, Ronald Reagan, <laughs> the first not Christian president, uh, introducing crack into the uh, inner city populations. And it also has, says uh, millions dead to lost causes. It's kind of anarchisty, mm-hmm. and I, I, I like that. Anarchism's yeah. cool. Yeah, but... Uh, Ronald Reagan's the devil. Yeah, but song-wise, or... Er, song-wise, it's fucking trash. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's pretty boring. They could have said that in a better song. Yeah. Decent ideas, though. But anyone anyway, who talks about Ronald Reagan giving amphetamines to poor people... <laughs> yeah. I hope, I hope we have no listeners that like Ronald Reagan... I mean, I'll, I doubt we do. I was about to say, I would hope in the year 2023, everybody below the age of, like, 65 if you acknowledges know, that Ronald Reagan is the devil. If you know how to listen to a podcast, you probably realize that Ronald Reagan's soul is still trickling down to hell as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, then we go to The Diary, which, to me, it kind of seems like a precursor of bol- uh, a bullet from American Tragedy, yeah, kind where, of. where it's like a sort of not to the extreme of Bullet being a contrast of, like, dark lyrics and, like, a very happy-sounding song. Yeah. Because the song isn't as dark as Bullet or as cheery-sounding as Bullet. 
Yeah, but it still kind of has that. Kind it has of the same kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. It's just the contrast isn't as stark. Yeah, it's like it, uh, this song, just like it says, is like a stream of consciousness, like diary type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hits on like substance abuse, depression, heartbreak. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, I think it's J three T. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's just J three T J three T induced. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which I, just, I wish. I guess I just bring the emotion to the group. <laughs> yeah. I guess. And Charlie Sheen just like pussy booze. Fucking your mom. Like <laughs> my PO officer just showed up, hold my mic. <laughs> and then uh J Dog is also I don't know what he does, and then Nicole's is just Yeah. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> uh, Pimpin' is the only song in the album where every MC, minus curls, or Doug Curls, gets like a pretty good amount of verse. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they both, like, they all share a verse with someone else. It's mm-hmm. so, like, two people per verse, and then Deuce obviously gets his own thing, because he's a diva, <laughs> and the, uh, best member of Hollywood of them. <laughs> this Deuce. is a Deuce Positive podcast. Deuce Positive podcast. <laughs> um, when, when we hit a million listeners, I will go on a date with Deuce. <laughs> million. This episode immediately gets fucking, like... 10 million. It's all just Deuce making shell accounts because he wants to go on a date with me. Bruh. <laughs> well. He's like, finna be Uno. <laughs> with Deuce. <laughs> but, yeah, this one's, it's pretty decent. I like the B and, like, kind of, it's kind of like a chill, laid-back vibe. Kind of like a throwback. Yeah. Yeah, it feels, it feels good. It's pretty decent. Yeah, it has some good verses, some good flows, but. Alright, then we get to fucking... Paradise Lost. This is the Ronnie Radke talking about his mom leaving him of the album, for sure. Yeah, it's just a, another melodramatic it's song. It's an angry just, letter to God. Yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't work for me at all. Like, okay, when I was, like, 16, I'm like, man, I don't know, religion's kind of gay. <laughs> you kind of fucked with it, then? Yeah, like, it. That, I was the perfect age. I was, like, like, dealing with, like... This religion that I've been raised in is kind of fucking sus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of sus. There's a, there's a couple of good lines in it. Okay. But for the oh, most part, it's just the angstiest shit. Like, it's, yeah. it's somehow worse than Black Dahlia. Yeah. Which is pretty hard to do. Uh, and there's nothing worse than Black Dahlia except for this. <laughs> like, those are the two angstiest things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say... Yeah, I guess so. I would say that. I mean, uh, the diary's pretty dark, but I don't think it's, like, as over the top. And, like, it's well-written. Yeah, it's more, like, down-to-earth. What, and yeah. it's like talking about like it's not just like oh I'm so fucking depressed uh, I'm yeah. gonna fucking fist fight God it's like, yeah, oh fine. I have I have a like I have depression and I just like girlfriend just broke up with me and I am an alcoholic and this is yeah. a problem yeah or like Black Dahlia where it's like pull up my sleeve to see the pattern of my cuts oh my god I don't want to talk about that one again but uh, alright so favorite songs um, my favorite songs, probably, probably Young, um, Young, Everywhere I Go, and number five. Okay. Yeah, I got, I put five here just because these are the only five songs on the album that I would go out of my way to listen to, which is Undead, number five, Everywhere I Go, Young, and Pimpin'. But I guess by Favorite three out of those are probably Undead, number five, and I get, I don't know, 
I want to say everywhere I go, but I'll probably say Young is above it. I mean, everywhere I go is fun to listen to, like, in a party sense or, like, hanging out with the homies, like, because it, it's just a funny song. But yeah. yeah. But Young is definitely, like, actually, I think, a really good yeah. song. Really good, well-written, serious song. So I guess I'd pick that over it. But then my least favorite songs are This Love, This Hate, City, and Paradise Lost. I think mine is just Paradise Lost and, um... Black Dahlia, like... Black Dahlia, I'm like... I'm nostalgic for it, yeah, for sure. But, like, they are the worst songs on the album. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. But, yeah, and then everything else out of those five, and then out of my three least favorite, are just all, like... Mm. Yeah, like... like mm. Take it or leave it. But for this one, uh, I got some good lyrics I wanted to point out. I have, I have three... Good. They're mostly funny lyrics, and like two of them, you can probably guess what they are. Okay. Um, so I got pull my sleeves and see the pattern of my cuts. Oh, from like yeah. Dahlia. Uh, I've got the beat my meat like I'm a fucking butcher, mm-hmm. the place like I'm Ashton Kutcher from wherever I go. I got that one too. Um, and a line I always forget about until I hear it, and it's so fucking good. Funnier than fuck. You can ask Bob Saget. I also got that one. It's so good. I was like, okay. Is it Funny Man that says that? I think so, yeah. On number five. Fuck, you can ask Bob Saget. Yeah, it's like, alright. Yeah, I got I got uh, two of those, and then I also got... I, I got a 40 in my Ford Fiesta. I got a 40 in my Ford Fiesta. I'm like, that's the most random car to be... Buy fucking... beer or pay the rent. <laughs> but that's just, I just thought that was, like, the funniest car to be, like, yeah. bragging about. Like, a Ford Fiesta is just a basic-ass car. I don't, even remember what a, I don't even know what a Ford Fiesta looks like. I don't fucking know the breeds of cars. It's like, I had to look it up. It's basically just a fucking... Here, let's see. It's, like, kind of... I don't know the word for it. It's not, like, a regular oh, yeah, sedan. It. It's, um... One of those little, like... Compact, yeah, subcompact car. Subcompact, yeah. So I'm like, all right. F R E E. That spells free. Creditreport.com, baby. Sorry, the subcompact got me. <laughs> like, I'm like a fucking sleeper agent for early two thousands. Um, <laughs> fucking jingles. Yeah. Can I get a hot tub? <laughs> Can you remember that shit? But, uh, but yeah, I just thought a Ford Fiesta was the most random car. Yeah, I mean, honestly, everything and everywhere I go is just a funny line. Yeah. Um, and I also got from number five, Paris Hilton said that's hot when she saw my cock. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, making, making their way onto my gentleman's sword. I don't oh, know yeah. what song that's in. Uh, I think that's everywhere I go. Probably. Wait, no, that's on, uh, Coming In Hot on American yeah. Tragedy. Yeah. Oh, is, it, is it really in Coming In Hot? I'm pretty sure. I think it's in everywhere I go, too. It's like, these girls like a, like a Mac the way she's riding my laptop. Is that really coming yeah, in the hot? That's okay. Hot. Damn. But, and then the last one I got is get 30 inch spinners and pimp my ride, go back in time, be there that night, and, and save two packs <laughs> <Tupac's> life <laughs> from bottle and a gun. Okay, boomer. Like, alright. I almost fucking said two pack. <laughs> yeah, I was watching, uh, this was a while ago. I was watching Jeopardy, and the question was, uh, who is the rapper that had such hits as um juicy um other fucking i can't think of any other notorious big songs for some reason right now but it was like three of his hits and the girl chimed in like so quick and she was like who is tupac <laughs> i was like I'm, and she was like our age or probably who a is bigger cheese yeah who is tupac 
like, all right. It was obviously Biggie Keys. All right, fucking white. Like, goddamn. <laughs> like, I'm white. Yeah. I'm not that white. Yeah, Tupac. I don't even, I don't even like Tupac. Unpopular opinion. I don't like Tupac and Biggie that much. I, I respect what they did for rap. I just think their flow's weak. Charlie Singh would body them. <laughs> Charlie, unironically. Oh, God. The verse from Everywhere I Go is better than anything Tupac ever put out. Oh, God. We're going to get some angry comments on that. Hey, no publicity is bad publicity. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't... They're, neither of them are my favorites. I mean, they both have songs I like, but... Which, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of all the old school hip-hop. I know you aren't, but... I went to the store to buy some cheese, but they were out of cheese. I mean, that's, like, very old school. I'm talking, like, Wu- I mean, Wu-Tang and, uh... I went to the store to punch a cop, but they were out of cops. <laughs> bro, they were out of cops. Cop machine, bro. <laughs> Understandable. Have a great... But yeah, either way, I'm a fan of a lot of old school hip-hop, but... Yeah, I mean, Tupac and Biggie are alright, but I definitely prefer, like, from that era, like, Dre and Stoop and shit like I like, that. I like Nas from that era. Yeah, Like, Nos. I like wordier rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the, um, like, they didn't have the bump, 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 like, flow, but, like, Biggie and Tupac both, both had the, like, um, A-A-B-B, like, rhyme scheme. Mm-hmm. I, I know this is not a podcast about Tupac <laughs> or Biggie, but, like, I feel like we are talking about rap. I feel like I have to make this known. I don't like that rhyme scheme. I don't like it. Okay. It's the same fucking reason I don't like ICP. Yeah. Understandable. Which is weird, because most people are like, oh, you don't like Juggalos. No, I don't fucking care about Juggalos. I mean, they, they kind of Dress seem, like a clown. They kind of seem like cool people, Have honestly. that dumb fucking tattoo on your ass. I don't fucking care. Yeah, have the Hatchet Man tattoo. It's cringe, but, like, I don't... I'm not gonna fucking stop you, yeah. but, like, it, yeah, it, they could rap better. Yeah. They, they seem like really cool dudes, though. The, yeah. The, I don't know their, their names, but, yeah, ICP seem like cool, cool but, dudes. But the, my only problem with ICP... Is that they won't listen to scientists, and I really think it's going to cause some really major global warming issues <laughs> in the future. Fucking magnets! How do they work? But <laughs> all right, so uh, I got I, I put uh, the score for rate your music and all music because they're very different. <laughs> okay, uh, all music is like professional aggregate, or is that well, all music they have professional reviews on there, but they also. Like, for most albums, it'll have the aggregate for critic and audience, and then okay. it'll also have... The overall a, aggregate? And then, well, no, it doesn't have that. It'll have it separate, but then a lot of them will also have, like, a professional reviewer reviewing for all music. Oh, okay. That's where the, the only professional review I got for this album was, I think. Okay. But, either way, Rate Your Music had a 1.87 out of 5 from 1,519 ratings. 1.7 out of 5? 1.87 out of 5. So that's like a 3.9. And then All Music had a 4 out of 5 from 142 ratings. So like a very, very smaller amount of ratings. But like, still, like what? I just thought that was weird. It's that's like, incredible. Yeah, it's like not even 2 stars and then fucking 4 out of 5. Like, okay. I don't know. I don't know what the deal with that was, but I just thought I'd point it out. 6.25. Final offer. That's what you're giving it? That's what I'm giving it. I'll give it a, I'll say four and a half. I'll give it a four and a half. Do not actively listen to this album. Passively listen to it. Yeah. Throw it on in the background. You're going to fucking love this shit. You're like, <laughs> punk the pussy. Yeah. God damn. I, I really like this album. Like, personally, <laughs> personally, I love this album. Mm. Like, it uh, it was a really big part of me, like, real, like, 
I've always been into rap, but like Hollywood and Dennis what got me back really into rap because mm. for a while like my mom listens to like listened to like the up and coming hip hop. So I was like, I don't listen to the shit my mom listens to. That's cringe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have me, where my parents are are old, are fucking in their sixties, so they listen to no rap at all. So <laughs> yeah, like my mom, my my mom was young. Your parents were old. Like. We had different reasons for not really listening, but like Hollywood, that is what really got me to be like, okay, maybe rap ain't that bad. Maybe I can go back and listen to some Eminem mm-hmm. and like get back into rap, which has been really like, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. But yeah, but uh, don't listen to the fucking album. Yeah, just not actively. Yeah, I'd say for me, the only songs you should check out are probably. I mean, I guess the five that I put, Undead, Number Five, Everywhere I Go, Young and Pimpin'. But even at that, I would say you could be good just doing, like, Undead, Young, and then Everywhere I Go, just because it's funny. Honestly, just listen to Black Dahlia. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll get scared away. And then you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be like, oh yeah, I don't want to listen to this. Uh, when you're a kid, if you have a kid, <laughs> and your kid starts using hairspray and teasing their hair and is talking about raccoon, raccoon <laughs> hair, just show them Black Dahlia. It'll change them. <laughs> It'll change them. Hopefully for the better. Probably for probably. the worse. Yeah, probably for the worse. But, yeah, so I would say that it doesn't. I don't think it deserves one last breath, I have to say. Unfortunately. And it sucks because I really like this album. Mm-hmm. But um, it's all nostalgia. And uh, sometimes you just gotta look past nostalgia. We are not the nostalgia critic. <laughs> uh, he makes more money than we do. Probably, assumably. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, but sometimes you gotta look past your own nostalgia. And that's hard to do. Uh, but this album fucking sucks. <laughs> this right. album is not good. It's not bad. Not, not the worst really. thing you can listen to. Uh, it's no Lulu. It's no alien rap. But, uh, it's no father of all. Yeah, but you could definitely do better. <laughs> you can do much better. Like Deuce's first album. For apparently American Tragedy, according to critics. But, yeah, I guess that's it. So... We will see you next week with something not undead or from Hollywood. <laughs> or hopefully that mentions California at all. Oh my god, if I hear if I hear the word California one more time, I will murder somebody. <laughs> and it might be <laughs> the curls. <laughs> <laughs> see y'all.